Hello again, Rocky Rangers. Two quick announcements before we get started with this week's episode. They might sound familiar because they're the same as last episode. We still have a big pavement preservation project going on in the park. That's going to be creating delays and closures over the next week and change. The biggest impact? Alpine Visitor Center and Old Fall River Road will be completely closed, completely closed on Thursday, August 17th. Other impacts are too complicated to cover in detail here. Trust me on that. But you can get the full deets on our website. Point your browser to nps.gov forward slash Romo. Look for alerts at the top of the page. If you're on a mobile device, it'll be hidden in our little menu. Find the alert related to pavement preservation and click more. It's been rain, rain, rain lately with heavy thunderstorms and even continuous rain rolling in every afternoon. Uh, It's raining right now. Always, always, always check the weather before your visit. Plan any hikes so that you are well below treeline before storms are set to arrive and never leave the safety of a building or your car if thunderstorms are present. Lightning is serious business, so play it safe. And now for our episode. This week, we join Design Outside, a class of undergraduate graphic and industrial design majors from the University of Kansas who spent a week camping at Moraine Park and expanding their creativity outside of the classroom and studio. As you'll hear, the class had a big impact on the students, and uh, it was super fun to talk to them, to hear all the different types of projects that they'd come up with over the week, how the week uh, impacted their design process now and potentially in the future, um, what it was like to camp for the first time for some of them, and to get to geek out about design stuff, because that's what I do all day, usually. We hope this podcast inspires you also to camp, to explore Rocky, and to create beautiful things. Let's rock! going good how's your week been very good out here thank uh, you very much yeah you're welcome so uh how about you introduce yourself okay my uh, my name is jeremy shellhorn and i'm associate professor of design at the university of kansas and i teach a summer class called it's the do studio designing outside and uh, the purpose of that is to really get the students outside of the traditional classroom setting and get them outside where they have to um, be in a place that, um, you know, pushes them to think about design and make things differently than they would otherwise. And it's been a great week out here at Rocky. Um, the weather's been great, um, but it's just a, a good time to get them out of their comfort zone and, you know, have to deal with things like climate and elevation and not being able to run into studio every five minutes to mm. print stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so great. Yeah. Uh, this is year two, right? This is year two, yeah. Second second annual. Yeah. Um, so I was certainly a little bit better at preparation. And yeah. How did so, this how did this feel this this year compared to last year? Um it was it was very good. I I think I had a good mix. Uh these students got to do um a couple hikes to kind of get acclimated. Oh, nice. We went to 
um, Emerald Lake the first day. Yeah. We had a lot of flatlanders, so they yeah. had to get used to the elevation. <laughs> very smart for our um, listeners. Very smart move. Yeah. Start and easy. Started easy. So um, you went up to Emerald Lake and... Uh, did you do like sketching and stuff or was it, yeah, what what was kind of involved? So we got up there and, um, just got acclimated to hiking in the elevation and then just kind of had a sketch time. Yeah. And it was hot out. So we did have a couple brave souls that did maybe get into the water. Um, and then very quickly, very quickly got back out of Uh the water, (laughs) um, and resumed sketching. Never will you feel more alive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's awesome. So that was a great kind of first day to get acclimated. And then the next day, um, we went to Mills Lake, uh-huh. um, you know, kind of the prototypical, given the story about, you know, one of the proponents of getting, you know, Rocky up as a park, you know, Smills, and he was actually a Kansan. Um, from that's right. Lynn, from Lynn County, Kansas. Yeah. Um, and so I gave him a little bit of story about how he ended up here. And so we went and visited the, the lake of his namesake. That's and, great. And then a couple of us that were up to a little more adventure, uh-huh. um, kept on going to Black Lake. Okay, yeah, that's a good hike. And there was a little bit of snow. Yeah, you are saying that earlier this week. Like, how much snow? Um, there was quite a few spots where we were crawling up and then maybe sliding down. Yeah, okay, so a lot of snow. <laughs> yeah, a lot and of snow. And I guess that was, like, June, some, late June, yeah. late June. That's pretty, yeah, yeah that's pretty typical. Yeah, it, it was it was gorgeous, and, you know, one yeah. of the nice things about going past, you know, um, Mills Lake was, you know, it's fantastic to see that site. But if you're able to go maybe just a little bit farther, you beat yeah. a little bit of the crowds. That was um, kind of, yeah, Mills Lake was kind of like my first, sort of first introduction. So I came here for the first time, I guess, three years ago mm-hmm. to make their brochure map. Mm-hmm. So everybody uses a map in the park. I mean, yeah. I came here to make that. And I stayed afterwards and did a backpacking trip. And, like, I went in Glacier Gorge up to Mills Lake, up to Black Lake, and then I actually kept going up past that, like way up into Glacier Basin. And I tried to go over Stoneman Pass, and that's when I lost the prescription sunglasses <laughs> that I was talking about earlier. Oh, so got it, got it. There was still a lot of snow up in that pass. Yeah. And that was late. I was like in the 20s in July. Wow. Anyway, but it was beautiful up there. I love that. Like longs and the keyboard of the winds coming yeah. down. And yeah. Yeah, uh, I d- Pagoda you, Mountain, Chiefs yeah, Head. Tried to point, tried to point out as, Lake, as many places like that on our way, and you know, certain times you head up that part of that particular trail, and you get a good kind of side angle of the diamond. Oh yeah, Long's Peak. Uh-huh. Um, and so we did have a couple climbers in our group. They did not venture to something that hard. Yeah. Um, but a little bit of bouldering um, this week, and yeah, mostly hiking and sketching. Oh, that's awesome. And um, you know, just getting out with the paints. Yeah. And stuff that sort of forced them to, you know, get off screens for the week. So, I mean, yeah. as a, as an educator, just a chance to get them to, you know, and you know, experience a place like this. You know, force them to have maybe some parameters they don't always have. Yeah. And, and force them to be a little bit uh, more creative yeah. about how they're going to um, create um, what we're looking at now is sort of a show. We're in Marine Park Campground, um, and my students have put up a um, show a little art and design show and yeah. invited some of the camp guests here. Um, and we're just hanging out and sort of looking at what yeah. they did this week. Yeah, we're going to walk around and play past the mic. Cool, cool. We're just going to get to play like Duck, Duck, Goose. Awesome, kind of. awesome. Um, yeah. We'll do that in a, in a little bit. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's so awesome. And it's something that we do try to promote, but I think doesn't get associated a lot with national parks is art. Mm-hmm. 
And art has always been so essential. Like mm -hmm. part of the reason why Yellowstone was even set aside is that uh, Moran yeah. went into the wilderness and mm -hmm. hauled all the stuff mm -hmm. and painted it and interpreted it so that people could see it and be like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and a painter And it's like, inspired so yeah. much art too that isn't even about national parks necessarily. Like that's great that you made mm -hmm. the connection with Enos Mills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Albert Bierstadt. You know, yeah, oh yeah. The lake named Incredibly after famous him here. here. Um, same kind of deal. You know, if you didn't have a photographer to send out, you had, you know, paints and yeah. drawing. And I think for these kids, um, they know how to use those tools, but this really sort of forces them to, yeah. to do it. And, and camping all week, too. Yeah. It kind of gets you in a different Absolutely. headspace. Absolutely. Especially so after so the down. first couple, you know, like after the first yeah. two or three days when you're yeah. like really in it. You're really embracing the new shower routine, yes, or lack thereof. Yes, a couple of cold, cold showers, mornings and a couple solar uh -huh. showers yeah. that maybe we didn't set out in the sun uh, yeah. <laughs> long enough. Yeah, <laughs> but you tried. Yeah, yeah. that's good. You're yeah. preparing for our solar future. You know, right. yeah, smart. Yeah, but rather important in the sun. Yeah. Should we walk around and play tag? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Let's just walk around. Okay. We can just drag the mic cables. Okay. It doesn't matter. Fantastic. They're strong. Let's talk to these. Um, well, we have a couple of junior rangers that are... Oh, new junior little... rangers! <laughs> oh, all three of them right here? Yeah, wow. All three of our junior rangers. What a treat. Uh, well, they said it was nine and up for the activity, <laughs> so... Yeah. There was no age limit. It's actually, I think, a growing growing in popularity. We'll probably have to pass the mic around a little. Cool. They're, they're pretty specific to where they're held. All right, we have our three junior rangers. Yep, we're here. Whenever people want to talk, we oh, just yeah. pass the mic around. Uh, tell us your name. Uh, my name is Alex. And Alex, where are you from? I'm from the University of Kansas. University of Kansas. Everyone, yeah. But yeah. yeah, from Kansas. From Kansas? Yep. Where in Kansas, in case we have Kansas listeners? Uh, just outside of Kansas City. Okay. In a suburb of Kansas City, so nice. yeah. Yeah, why don't we go down the line? Um, I'm Gracie. I'm from Lawrence, Kansas. I also attend the University of Kansas. And then my name's Dagny. I live in Denver, but I go to the University of Kansas. Oh, nice. Interesting. Maybe I'll ask you more about that. Two of us study industrial design, and then one of us graphics design. So nice. How did you enjoy the Junior Ranger program? It was amazing. I learned a lot, actually, from really? it. Really? Um, yeah, That's some great. really great activities. Yeah. The ecosystems, I think, was the most interesting part. Yeah. Um, we're also about to go get the uh, Stargazer's badge. Ooh, nice. You're going to go to the stargazing yep. program? <laughs> you will love that. Yeah. I don't know if you've been getting out at night here enough to be able to see, no, but... some good night skies. Yeah. It's been pretty cloudy, too. Oh, that's true. Hit and miss. Yeah, I think tonight you're looking good. Yeah. It's looking extremely clear. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people much above the age of nine enjoy the junior, junior ranger program. Mm -hmm. I almost think we should have an adult ranger program. I, I think that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. I, I, just doing the activities, I imagine parents involved with their kids learn a lot as well, like with the kids. Just uh, yeah, that's what we that's what we hear. It's a great program. Dagny and I have considered making. Um, we thought it was one of our projects that would be fun to make our own patches. You know, for being an adult ranger. Like oh, adult, nice. We were thinking like all the names, like super senior, junior senior <laughs> ranger. Like we could, we were trying to think of like how to include Mister Mister. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, I don't know. What do you guys thought about this week? You enjoyed camping all week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? It's been a lot of fun. It's definitely but, not something I've done in a long time. Yeah. So. You get, any of you guys been to Rocky before? Yeah. Yeah? 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 Everybody? Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> There's such a big Kansas Rocky 
Denver, of course. Neighboring state, man. You know? It's true, yeah. It's not a far drive, and it's a lot better looking yeah. in some ways. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay we have if you like mountains. We have sunsets. That's true. Yeah, my my fiance is from Wyoming, where it's in a little more open part of Wyoming and misses the sunsets. Big open sky. Baxter was chasing one. A yeah. fellow classmate was chasing one, and he finally got a good one last night. So Nice. Yeah, while he was fishing. So. so Jeremy gave a little bit of overview about the class, so people sort of get the overview. I think his intent was to shake things up, get you outside. You know, how, how has it been different from your normal design life, if, if at all? I mean, usually our design life is, I mean, tons of late night hours in a studio, dealing with the rest of college yep. while trying to do design projects. This has just been completely different being outside constantly, yeah. having to adapt to the environment and what you just have available. I think there was a lot of creativity from using available supplies mm-hmm. that you couldn't necessarily go to the store and pick up whatever you wanted. Um, you kind of had to use what was available and a lot of sharing of resources and uh-huh. stuff like that. Oh, but, that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, like, for the most part, graphics, we live oftentimes in the basement, so there's very few windows. I know how that goes. Um, So, you know, there's a joke we have. It's like, well, the only windows are on the computer. But it was, like, (laughs) really fun not being in a basement, not being on a computer, you know. Yeah. Actually being outside in a temperature that was ideal instead of the humid Kansas weather. And so that was a lot of fun. And, like, I did a lot more handmade stuff. Mm -hmm. And I usually feel like I fall heavily on, you know, Illustrator program. Like, Illustrator and... I definitely um, do. Mostly Illustrator for me, yeah. I think we all do that with the computer. Yeah. It was nice getting away from it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. During our normal design process, we usually jump into that technological aspect yeah. really, really fast. Yeah. And staying away from that really, I know I got a lot more ideas than I normally would have really? gone through. Yeah. Just by using the pencil and paper and huh. some watercolor. Yeah. I think there's that, the Bauhaus uh, philosophy of design where, you know, like using a lot of materials to experiment. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. Kind of, We do that in our first year of design school. It kind of gets lost when we go to the computer, mm. and so it was nice kind of yeah. returning to that and playing with physical materials. I was playing with some pine cones earlier today and, like, put some googly, eye, googly eyes on them, and that was just a great time. Yeah, yeah, he just tripped over a pine cone, and then he just started collecting them, and we were just like, what is... I just picked it up, and I looked at it, and it looked like a face, and I was like, yeah. this would be a great character, and so I just put some eyes on it. It's like cabin fever, but, you know, with a, with a van in your case. Yeah, just with a van, yeah. <laughs> We watched The Shining last night, so oh, man. we're all yeah, thinking about that. that little ranger, yeah, little ranger section. Have you been? That was amazing being in the ranger station. My favorite thing was looking at how they store hats there. Oh, so cool. yeah, you saw the I hat holders. Out about that. A yeah, bit. I'm trying yeah. to think how to describe it for people. It's just like a, a, like two pieces of thick paper, with kind of a circular cutout in it, so that you can slide the brim of the flat hat down into it. Yeah, so it's the pretty, hat yeah. sits flat against the wall. Yeah, and it keeps it in a flat, you know, it keeps the right shape and all yeah. that stuff. Everyone had their name next yeah. to their hat, which was really cute. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was like, you know, going to going to class, you know, hanging up your hat. Yeah. I really want to make one now. Yeah. Just because I have so, so many floppy hats. For kids and yeah, mini uniforms. So. I was going to say, that yeah, was exactly. the cutest thing. We went to the Alpine um, Ridge Visitor Center, and they had all those, like, mini junior ranger, or, like, just ranger outfits for, like, kids. And, yeah. I don't know. We've been enjoying a lot of the mini outdoor gear that is out there for children. Oh, yeah. And actually, I think, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure the junior ranger badge is bigger than the actual badge. Yeah, no, so. I know. I actually have to agree with that. Is, is yours made out of plastic, though? Um, no, they are metal. That is different. Damn. Actually, I don't <laughs> feel, have I feel a badge che- right I feel now, cheated. Because so. <laughs> I am also often in the office and on Illustrator and in Photoshop and in InDesign and I find the same thing. Even even being here, sometimes it's hard to remember to get just like sketch stuff. 
Yeah. It's also uh, can be so much more time saving, I think, too, to just get stuff out. You know what I mean? Like, when you're really proficient in Illustrator, you can do some things. You can be fast, but I just think there's something cool to just. I feel like sometimes you get to your result almost a little too fast and yeah, miss exactly. out on the creative process. Exactly. Because I think a lot of the fun I had today, like this whole week, was just like playing in my sketchbook because I haven't really used like markers and ink or gouache all that much in like recent years. Like I love like those hand, like just illustrating by hand and stuff. And so that was a lot of fun, just like experimenting with layering and how those yeah. look and interact with each other. And so it's like kind of a fun, I, I really didn't do anything graphic design wise. I just was like illustrating all week and it was yeah. like really cathartic. Yeah. Really fun. Sounds great. Yeah. Is your all stuff? What what's your all stuff? Um, I did the uh some uh it, I'm calling it the um climbing uh universal route identifier or oh. yeah, so I I feel like um climbing routes could uh be increased safety wise if they had a, a better like designation system. Mm-hmm. I so I just started like talking to some climbers and out of the climbers I pulled um several of the crags, mainly at Lily Mountain, um, none of them knew the name of the route they were climbing or the difficulty. Really? Nor the amount of protection it was that was required. Um zero percent of them. So I wow. thought that was like kind of crazy. Interesting. And so I felt like uh if you know some little like small designation tags could be made with the the route information hmm. from the the difficulty level and also uh the amount of protection needed. Um, Interesting. And also when it was bolted. So that's on the back of the tag. Uh-huh. So I made some little prototypes and Put them on a route and uh, photographed them, and then oh, that's great. Um, tried to use. Um, I was hoping like all the uh, the climbing routes um, designations around the world are all kind of different, mm-hmm. and so I was hoping yeah. to maybe use um, shapes and color and maybe a new system that they could all fit within mm-hmm. could kind of unify them. So I was trying to use um, almost like the skiing slope system of uh-huh. you know a green circle tag right. for low level routes, and then um, you know all the from the Yosemite system to like all the other worldwide ones, they could all put their numbers on it. Right. But you know somewhere have, on that scale. Somewhere on that yeah. scale, but they could all have a, a unifying design language of you know the lowest ones are green circle up to you know uh, blue square to all the way up to you know like a black diamond. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully Jeremy will send me example like everyone's stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to work some more on it. And maybe yeah. send it over to you. So. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what our climbing folks would think about it yeah because we definitely like i remember just speaking with alex like real quick on his that like uh one thing that was really cool too was the idea um sorry, I was getting that's okay um, yeah we've got some we've got some uh campers or other visitors that have yeah. showed up to check it out um yeah they're from the uh, next campsite over nice making connections i'll get back to my thought um i just kind of like escaped me um, so I guess what I did was I just focused on a lot of illustration because uh-huh. I really wanted to make a children's book. Ah, but like nice. oh, we did so much outdoor activity that like I really didn't have the time to sit down and illustrate. So I just made like a little character, a little chipmunk. Uh-huh. And I was just thinking of how he might interact with like the mountains and the ecosystems because I really thought it'd be a cool way to educate on the ecosystems and like introduce to other characters among ecosystems. Mm-hmm. And so I made a little bear too. So it's like the... For you, that's like the, the yeah. birds on top of my sketchbook, but then it's the mountains and then like the little things at the bottom. With the that's awesome. Little red jacketed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I just did this week was yeah. thinking of a more of a younger approach to the mountain. Yeah. That is a fun feel. <laughs> so. I'm trying to think of what era or something it reminds me of, but I like yeah. it. Thanks. Yeah. I just, I don't have a name for him yet. So yeah. <laughs> if you have any suggestions. <laughs> for now, he's just blank. Yeah, the he's bear. blank. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. I kind of like blank the bear. Blank the bear. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. No, I like the... Yeah, but yeah. that was kind of my approach. I work with preschoolers back in Kansas, so oh, okay. I kind of had them in mind when uh-huh. I was making it, like, the idea and, like, That's the colors great. and stuff. So, yeah, I was, like, really thinking, like, how could I teach the kids I teach in Lawrence? Uh-huh. Um, 
about what I've experienced and how they can help save the Rocky Mountain National Park or like how they can make a difference or even just be more educated in a very yeah. easy way. Oh, that's super awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's great. What about you? Um, so I focus specifically on some hiking shoes for people hiking oh. specifically within the Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh-huh. Because as a child, I did a lot of hiking, but my footwear wasn't adequate enough, so it really made me really dislike hiking, dislike backpacking. Yeah, sure. Until I was able to find the shoes that actually worked for me yeah. and for my environment. And and I noticed a lot of people on the trails are wearing like these athletic shoes, which yeah. don't really work translate well into this environment, especially when you're encountering snow and rocks mm. and water and dust and dirt and everything. So I thought about the specific um, trail conditions that we encountered on our different hikes and then looked up a few on some hike rating websites Uh and tried to combine a shoe where you're keeping that toe protected, you have a sole that can really handle those, like, rocks and those sharp inclines, Mm -hmm. and then also, the most more specifically... um, Finding a way so that way people can casually go through those areas with those snow banks uh-huh. and still be safe and not be sliding down. Mm. So I know that most um, snow protection is kind of goes over the whole shoe and you take it completely on and off. And thinking maybe a, a thing where you can um, flip it so it starts out on the outside of your shoe and you can flip it down and goes on the bottom side oh, of your cool. shoe. Oh, cool. So it's yeah. not necessarily in use all the time. Yeah. Is that. Um do you do a lot of product kind of design like that in, in your normal yeah, school I, stuff? Yeah, I would say shoes is my emphasis right yeah, now. Yeah, you really like shoes? Yeah, I really like them. I've been having a good time drawing them. That's awesome. And there's a lot of different variations. Yeah, yeah, I like um, lots of weird types of shoes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Right now I have on, what are these, tiny, like super thin, barely this, they're barefoot sandals. But the I soles like, are really thin. Yeah, they're super thin. But yeah, I, yeah shoes are fascinating. And like you said, especially if you end up hiking or backpacking a lot, you start to really care about shoes. <laughs> yeah. Because you hate when your feet are killing you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a person with a really weird foot. So <laughs> other people can not be feeling the same discomfort I have in the past. Yeah. That would be a great thing. And That's I'm sure awesome. a lot more people would come outside and yeah. really enjoy it. Yeah. That's really cool. What a diversity. What do, of- ranger, oh. what do ranger boots, like what, do, what does a ranger usually wear? Because I feel like they, you know, with as much as you guys are outdoors, like is there a standard or standard issue boot? Let's move out of the smoke. Yes. Yeah, we're right by the campfire. We said we were going to have podcasts that were like we're sitting around a campfire. And we actually are this time. Very literally. What's up? Too bad you can't see it. We'll get some sound of the crackling fire later. Um, Ranger, there there are standards. Yeah, there are uniform standards. So in terms of appearance and things like that. And then there's like specific ones that you can order. And then people who... Um, are out in the back country or, you know, like climbing rangers or um, there, there's more, more choice about what works for you. Hmm. So, I mean, nobody's going to want to let you go out with something like totally inadequate, but most people are just like, these are the type of boots that work for me, you know. Yeah. They tend to be brown leather. They try to keep it classy for the most part. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, the uniform standards are... Uh, I don't know them as well as I should because I don't usually, I, I, I don't get to wear a uniform as much as I'd like to, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually 
uh, Alex and I recalled what you were going to say about the tags. And yeah. It was just the fact that um, we thought, like, how is there a way national parks could be a part of that? Because you wouldn't, uh-huh. like, uh, I think you actually, did you see how much it cost for rescue? Well, I just tried to look up some data on, on rescue. And from what I could tell and some brief sources, it looked like climbing rescues were the most expensive uh, rescue operation that the park can have. I was reading stories about helicopter rescues, and I found just one bill, like, one cost, which was, I think a little over $30,000 for one rescue yeah. uh, for a climbing operation. So I thought, man, if there's anything we can do to make yeah. those routes safer, um, which I feel like knowledge is power. So if you can equip people with more knowledge about the climbing environment and the route, that yeah. possibly you could reduce the number of climbing rescues for you sure. need. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, definitely that's what we were thinking too is like yesterday um, was actually my first time rock climbing and Alex was like looking for the specific route he had picked mm. out. For us, because, like, I couldn't climb anything harder than, well, I think it was a 5'2 that we might have found. But, yeah, I couldn't have climbed anything probably harder than that. I yeah, mean, I'm already, your first time. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, thinking about, like, you know, that kind of also, like, if maybe you get, you don't know what to look for mm-hmm. and you get misled. So, like, thinking about how, like, that that icon, like, yeah. really, really could yeah. save. Because people then might also realize, like, oh, I can't quite do this one yet. And, like, yeah. think about that. It's very interesting, yeah. I don't think we found the right, the right route um, because I was using we were using a guidebook, which I thought I had the most updated guidebook. But I guess we were trying to you know climbing routes are designated by oh it's the third bolted route from the left side of this rock feature, and I think more bolts had got more bolted mm-hmm. routes had gotten added since that guidebook had yeah. been published. So yeah. it was kind of interesting. It's a very popular, that. very popular climbing place up here. That's interesting. I'm, it's cool that you were thinking about that. I was I just met with one of the climbing rangers today. Um, Everett and uh, he wants we're going to work with him on a new preventative search and rescue video PSAR is what we call it in the park service for Long's Peak um, for exactly what you're saying like number one we don't want anyone to get hurt ever obviously and then number two whenever someone needs a rescue yeah the, the, you're putting people's lives at risk I mean that's what they do for a living but still and then yeah the cost is incredibly high incredibly high so so I think something that everybody forgets, whether you're new to it or old to it, that usually looks a little easier from the ground. Uh, yeah. And I think, uh, well, and this is what we're going to try to convey in the video for people with Long's Peak, is that it kind of has a reputation as a climb, or as a hike, and it it's not a hike. Yeah, yeah because, we went, up, we went yeah. up to the visitors. Uh, yeah, oh, really? Up there, and we're like, oh, yeah, Isn't this is cool? very intense. Yeah. We had some cool shoes up there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, they give you... We met, we yeah. met some llama rangers. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to go out with them soon. Sometime this summer, we're going to do a podcast with them. Um, yeah, I'm glad. The Long Speak Ranger Station is really cool. Um, it just, it really apparently gives you a feel for it. I haven't climbed yet, but I'm, gone, I'm going to a week from next Thursday because we're going to go up there to start getting some shots and for me to scope out places where we can get shots. And yeah, just getting that message out there to people of like, take it seriously. Because it's a type of thing once you get past the keyhole where if you fall you'll probably die you'll at least be very badly injured and need an intense rescue so <laughs> i think people go not realizing that anyway do we want we had a lot of fun we went out as a group and also this is a different segment but yeah. uh, you encourage or through jeremy encouraged us to look at the the uh, wayside signage yeah we had a lot of fun looking at that and kind of yeah seeing i bet <laughs> uh, the design of those and uh, yeah. how they designated or, you know, showed information to yeah. visitors. It was really interesting looking at those. We we tried to do, um, we kind of talked about one as a group as like a, a see-through uh, way, um, uh, wayside sign so cool. that 
you could maybe etch uh, the uh -huh. outline of the mountain with yeah, and the then peak if you information. Get to the right level. You could get to the right level and look through yeah. it and see the, That's interesting. the kind of mountain range. Stand here, you know? Right. And it's like a very it's a perspective point. Yeah. Because the one thing that we noticed was like you had to look and look, you know, and compare before you really kind of saw what parts of the mountain were where. But True. I could, and it was, I always thought, like, it was kind of evolved from the idea of, like, maybe an app, but then we realized service is so non-existent up on those mountains. But, yeah. Like, that idea that you could use GPS and, like, hold it up and kind of, like, those constellation apps that show you where uh -huh. constellations are, it could show you the peaks, and you could just, like, yeah. tap these little hot spots, yeah. and it would give you that information. So, something... Yeah, as we talked about earlier this week, that's something yeah. that I would love to see happen is, yeah, a, yeah. is an app for yeah, a park. That'd be and, amazing, I think. And I've seen some prototypes for a couple parks, and... um Basically, the way they work is that when you're at home, when you when you download it, they say, "Do you want to download the all the content for offline use?" Mm -hmm. So that way, you can when you're at your hotel or visitor center before you get there, you yeah. can have it all. And then, yeah, there's one like that for um, the National Mall in DC. Oh, really? Yeah, so you can hold it up and just move around, and it'll show you like where all the museums and monuments that's and things so like cool. that are. Yeah. That's see, that's I like that interactive yeah. aspect because it's almost like virtual reality. Yeah augmented reality where it kind of like transposes mm -hmm. um something computer generated on top of something real and i think yeah. that's like a really cool interactive way to like learn more yeah to learn more yeah i think that's you know we're all any any way that we can let people learn more stuff oh yeah i think that's why i like i like the junior ranger program so much is because it was so informative and i was kind of like it was funny going into the station like oh yeah we're here for our junior ranger badge and they're like how old are you you know what i mean but i think that like having something like that just like we're over nine yeah that's, that's all you need to know yeah no, it I'm says up sir up we just happen to be up exactly the junior ranger program actually ended up leading us around the park a lot yeah and i feel like i got a more fulfilling visit from mm -hmm. this time even though i've been here a lot in the past being someone from denver yeah um than I ever had before just because it's a lot more information and you feel like you have more of a mission. Yeah, because, like, we were like, oh, my gosh, is that a bird in our, you know, handbook? And we were like, what bird is this? You know, and we were really into it. And then, like, Dagny and I um, had an unfortunate, we had to run back to our campsite because we needed to grab something before dinner. But um, on our way back, we were lucky enough to run into some bears. So it was like, oh. while we were a little bit late for dinner, we also had this right. crazy experience where you got to see a mom and her cubs. And yep. so, like, that was like, and we were just like, we were like, we get to put this in our ranger book. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's, so excited about it. I think, like, what, what you were saying earlier about, like, being more creative, having more ideas come to you, you know, that kind of thing. It's just, that's exactly, like, when you're outside all day, basically stuff just ha more stuff happens yeah. that is unusual oh yeah your life is much less planned and so yeah it's like oh we were a little late and then we saw bears yeah cause if like, you've been a little earlier you wouldn't have seen them <laughs> no not at all because like uh well Dagny saw it first but like last time I was in Essex was August and I actually stayed at a cabin here and I feel mm -hmm. like I spent so much time like at the cabin uh -huh. not really thinking about like how much I wasn't experiencing the outside whereas like I've been outside all week mm -hmm. you know and like counting down the days for a shower and stuff you know like you just like and we've been able to witness like deer walking through our campsite yeah. and like just like and we had the bear spook that spooked a couple campers and stuff like that so i mean it's just been like a fun experience yeah. that i couldn't have had if i was in the safety of four walls there's one right now uh right next to that other is that mule deer oh yeah yep mule deer just a little ways out from the campsite Man, it's such a nice evening. It's, it's too bad we can't transmit environment. Yeah, temperature. Would, and would you really want to though? We want you to come that's here. That's true. We do. We do. We do want you to I come. Just, here. I hope VR doesn't get that good. Oh, yeah, me neither. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it'll ever become like 4D. But um, I was gonna say that like 
I, I think what's craziest about being here is like I'm used to like 90 degree I mean 60 uh, percent plus humidity and like coming yep. here has been like a dream and yep. I was like I had to go buy a hat like I was like <laughs> I'm gonna go back to Kansas and I'm not gonna be able to use this hat like, yeah I'm I remember dreading. the first time I grew up in in the south um and kind of the midwest so humid for sure and uh yeah they don't get to choose who talks on mic next we choose them oh it's like duck, duck, goose. They just have to accept it. Those are the rules. Um, yeah, so I grew, I lived in Mississippi, Iowa, Kentucky, you know, places that are hot and humid in the summer. And then I went to Yellowstone for the first time and I worked there for a whole summer. And I lived about this elevation, like 8,000, almost 8,000 feet. I was at Canyon. And then I came home and I was just like, oh my God, I can't handle that. <laughs> like, it's almost like I never noticed it before, and then it ruined it for me. I think that's why it's a, a lot of people, we get a lot of people, yeah, just for a, it's so refreshing it is really and cool. Love that dry air. Yeah, exactly. It gives me life. I've never been more chapped. <laughs> I already have gone through my chapstick. It takes, yeah, yeah, actually, that's something that we try to tell people in our visitor information. So we're telling you now in visitor information that, my chapstick yeah. As you drive towards Colorado, the closer you get, the more chapters. Yeah. That's how I can tell when I'm going to get home. Yeah, it takes you a while to get used to it. Who are we going to pick next on Mike? Thanks, thanks so much for talking yeah, to to you. me, to us. Who's next? Uh, I'm stepping on my cords. Does anyone? Yeah, does anyone want to? Because if not, then you're going to be assigned. Yeah, hop on mic. We'll pass it around. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't come prepared. Yeah, lay down. Lay. I thought I did. But Let's get like 16 <laughs> bars. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yo, my name's Yeah, Blake. we'll give him 16, 16 bars. Now, now I just have 16 ain't enough in my head. Have you heard that? No, I have not. Oh, man. Andre 3000 just <laughs> destroys on it for like three minutes straight. Anyway. What's your name? My name is Blake. Blake. Where are you from, Blake? St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis. Yeah. I have family in St. Louis. Really? Where? Um, I think Webster Grove. Oh, yeah. Webster Grove. Yeah. yeah? I'm also from St. Louis. Yeah? Yeah. My, one of my uncles uh, and three cousins and my aunt, St. So Louis. Whole, whole family. Yeah. Basically. And then uh, my uncle's still there and... Kansas City, I've got my cousins in Kansas right, City, right. so, yeah. Yeah, I, it was hard making the switch from St. Louis to Kansas. Yeah? Yeah, I was a Mizzou fan. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if, any, if you've heard, but we're all KU students. And, uh -huh. uh, for my whole <laughs> life, basically, I was a Tiger fan, and I was like, That was eh, hard, huh? Eh, everyone else likes uh, Mizzou out here. I'm going to like something yeah. else. Yeah, <laughs> nice. But so, uh, have you been to Rocky Mountain National Park before? I have not. I no, have this not. is your first time. Yep, yep. I've uh, so been to Yellowstone, though. I've been all okay. over the country. So yeah. I've, yeah. What do you think about this park uh, compared honestly, to some others that you've been to? Some of the most beautiful sights I've ever seen. Really? I mean, I've been, like I said, all over the country, and the mountains are my favorite part. Yeah, of it, me too. Like, I guess yeah. <laughs> any natural setting. Yeah, so. it's kind of, kind of my thing as and well. And plus, I took a geology class earlier uh -huh. this semester so oh yeah it must be really cool to be yeah, here with all this exposed rock and, and yeah think about how different things form yeah it's yeah did you did you see did you go up on trail ridge road at all yes i did did you see lava cliff there i don't it's a pull out there it's uh 
thick layer of um, of rock that was from a big volcanic explosion from the uh, the Never Summer Mountains, wow. which are to the west. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't get I I didn't see that. It's easy I, to miss. There's a lot there's a lot to look at when you're on Trail Ridge Road. Yeah, I mean, I was my eyes. Yeah, what do you think about that Trail Ridge Road? That's one of the things that I, I had think, trouble breathing. Um, yeah. on my way up there, it was I was short of breath. Yeah, and like there was this one point where there was a parking spot before the visitor center. There was like a parking area and yeah. a walkout, and you could see like a whole bunch of different peaks. Oh yeah. Um, uh-huh. I'm, I'm not sure what that area was called, but I, as I was walking, I was walking downhill and out of breath, yeah. <laughs> getting to the to yeah. the scene. It surprises people. Yeah, I know. There's a, it, there's there's a lot less oxygen in every breath up there. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, I saw someone smoking a cigarette up there. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, How their lung breathing? capacity must be incredible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want some They're of that. Superhumans. <laughs> Sometimes I've been up there at Alpine Visitor Center and. Um, did you go to Upon Visitor Center? Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, that's a cool visitor center. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got to see both gift shops. That's, the, really... that's the highest elevation visitor center in the National Park Service. Really? The entire National that Park Service. It was 12,000, yeah. like 13,000? It's just under 12. Okay. Yeah, it's All just right. a little bit under 12. Actually, I should know the exact number because it's on our podcast that we just put out today. It's like 11,796 or something okay. like that. It's close to 12. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's the it's the highest right, one. Right above the tree line. It, yeah. It was it was really cool just coming up from an area where there's heavy forest uh-huh. and then it just cuts off and there's yeah. nothing. It's it, it, it's like a completely different environment it but is. at the same time it, it's just co- it goes together. I I I can't explain how how many things are running through my mind like how is this Yeah. It's I'm, pretty mind-blowing. You know and what it, I mean? Yeah, it has it's a <laughs> For me, it always has a really surreal feel. You're just like, how is this right. real life? Right. Yeah, it's exactly. just everything's, everything's a little weird. Yeah. It, it ha- like, I feel like humanity is not supposed to be on the top of mountains, but somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Biologically, we are not. But, you know, it's hard, it's hard to, to survive up there. Definitely. And I mean, that road's only open a little bit of the year. Right. I saw those giant sticks on the side of the yeah. road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, those are for the plows, right? Exactly. How big is the plow that goes up on uh, that? They're road? huge. They're actually not plows. They're um, they're rotaries. So they're like a giant snowblower. So so on the front like of them, like a fan, like a blade. Yeah, they're they're like a spiral blade on the front. That's, okay. That's like four feet tall, or maybe oh my, more, oh and my then it gosh. so it basically eats the snow in. And then spits it really high out the back because if you plowed it, there wouldn't be anywhere to. So, but it doesn't shoot it. it back onto the row, right? Road, no, right? yeah, it shoots it at an angle, okay. like over right. the side of the road. Right. Yeah. So, and it, the snow is so deep that they have to take multiple passes with that thing. Yeah, I so figured it's pretty much. crazy. Yeah. And this year, uh, they had it all clear. We were like almost ready to go. Maybe open the road a little earlier than expected, and then we had. Like here, where we're standing, three and a half feet of snow. This was like right, like right here in this camp. This is like mid-May. Are you serious? Yeah, I was gonna ask. Like, I guess snow stick stays up there until like a yeah. couple of weeks from today. Yeah, right? if you'd been here a few weeks ago, there would have been a ton of snow up there. Oh my gosh! Uh, it's just that once the um, once the sun starts getting really intense and the days get long and it gets clear, right. the snow melts incredibly fast. But like if you I went up there, you should go on our Facebook and look, I went up there and took some 360 photos and uh, it was like May 22nd and it's, you know, I have on a up huge on coat. Up on Trail Ridge Road? Yeah. I have on a huge coat and the snow is like 
incredibly deep. Oh yeah, it's pretty crazy. I still can't imagine the snow in the summer. That, that blows my mind. Yeah, that's the other thing is the snow sticks around here a really long time. Coming up from St. Louis, it was probably 70 to 80 degrees a day. And then I, I'm wearing, I've been wearing a sweatshirt, doubling yeah. up on the sweatpants every yep. night. It's crazy. And it's, it's like, it's all, it's July. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, it's I mean, about as warm as it gets. Yeah. It's, just about. It's crazy thinking about. I, I got a chance to go to San Francisco. It was the same uh-huh. thing. Yeah. In the summer, it's yeah. chilly. <laughs> Quite chilly. But. As Mark Twain said. <laughs> uh, so what kind of design do you do? I'm an industrial designer. Okay. I'm, I'm, it's my senior year. Uh-huh. I'm getting ready to entered the real world yeah <laughs> i don't so, think i'm very prepared <laughs> <laughs> well you are and you aren't right right you you know i'm i'm 32 it there's definitely a learning curve right it's good though i mean because it's a lot a lot of it's the kind of stuff that you can't you can't learn until you do it you right have to exactly do it, so. it's it all comes with yeah, experience I'll figure it out like i never would have thought i would have ended up here in this job right when i I'm, was when i, know I was my, my, a senior in college never could I have imagined? So. I know my passions are going to lead me yeah, where I want to exactly. go. I've been drawing since first grade. Yeah. So. so what's it been like being here? So, I mean, normally when you're, you're probably designing on the computer. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Like, you know, like all of us do that do design. Coming out into this environment, having no studio. Yeah. It's, it's a totally different game. Yeah. I mean, granted, I did cheat a little bit. I went to uh, a <laughs> kind coffee uh-huh. and uh, I had a, opportunity to sit down and work on my computer yeah for the necessities but sure for the most part i was doing a lot of drawing sitting right outside of my tent yeah and the environment is just so peaceful and i mean you can you really get an opportunity to hone in on what what's going on in your head and what you want to put on the paper mm. and for me it's it's like a new kind of piece and an upgrade in my creativity that's awesome I, so I, I really love it. And yeah. I mean, yeah. Hopefully I, there's ways you can find to, uh, to bring that in, in the future. Right. Yeah. I mean, it can I'm be a, challenging, but you're right. And, but it's testing new things yeah. and experiencing things that you otherwise would not have yeah. that help you grow Is your stuff up here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I, walk I, over. I, sure. Check it out. Yeah. I, uh, oh, nice. this is me. Oh, that's super cool. I was I, wondering I, who did that. I made a raincoat and uh, <laughs> that's awesome. It doubles as inside of the the sleeves come off. They button to the chest portion, and inside of the sleeves you can store rain chaps. Oh, so, yeah! But it also doubles as insulation. That's pretty awesome, actually. So, yeah, I it was just a quick idea I thought of. Usually, it takes me longer than a week to create a product, yeah. but. Why do you think it went faster here? Well, actually, good question. It's because I got to experience the environment myself. Ah. And uh, I recognized what would be easy, light, and efficient to bring with you on a hiking trail or rock climbing. Because yeah. you never... Out here, I've learned that the weather is pretty unpredictable. It's extre- Yeah, it's crazy. So you want to be prepared for hot, cold, rain, yeah, sunshine. Like all in a day. Yeah. So, Especially if you go up to Trail Ridge. Right. And you want to also pack lightly, too. Oh, sure. So I thought, I'm going to make a coat that can keep you warm, protect you from rain. Uh, there's a ranger-style cap that actually... Yeah, I see that. That big, wide-brimmed cap. That's yeah. actually... That's a that's a really cool idea. And it, like, slides into the hoodie, so it... Oh, whoa. So, if you see here, it's like a drawstring. That is super cool. If you've ever seen, like, one of those wire frisbees that just folds... Yeah, uh-huh. It's kind of like kinda that. Kind of like that. So, it 
it protect it yeah it's like a sunlight you know sure yeah <laughs> so, i mean you need sun protection here as much as rain right exactly and it goes back and forth i've gotten sunburnt and I've, <laughs> I've also been shivering <laughs> so yeah. yeah it's all part of the experience yeah. for me and it's invigorating right exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is interesting uh when i i'm a i'm a big hiker and backpacker and like i think you just tend to get interested in gear stuff like yeah i mean like you, definitely you, to the point where people who aren't into it um, almost think you're a weirdo but it's like when you're freezing cold and not thinking very straight and haven't and it's you know you can't see and whatever like you care about how nice a zipper is like, yeah how nice a zipper pull is things if, like that if there's a need for it there's yeah. a market for it yeah. and if there's not a market for it that's an opportunity to make one yeah so, so what kind of stuff do you normally do um in terms um, of design is it all over the place or do you focus yeah, on I mean, particular types of products my my specialty is computer-aided design cad uh-huh um so this last semester i created a computer mouse uh-huh. and uh it was it was more of a task mouse it vibrated and it it like had an led light on the bottom mm-hmm. that would pop up say blue if it was social media green if it was oh, a work related email or you know red if it so was a text so when you're designing that in cad are you going into like the tiniest well, detail like to what level do you so have to go so basically from start to finish I'll decide who I'm going to be designing for. I decided in this case I was going to make something for a uh, person in an office related environment. So I re- researched what that what that person does on a daily basis, what they need, what can make their job easier. So once I figured that out, I did 100 to 200 sketches mm-hmm. um, of just quick product, quick mouses, getting the form right. Then I took those sketches and I brought them into CAD and mm-hmm. I made a model and I made probably six or seven different models mm-hmm. until I got my form right. Mm-hmm. And from there I moved it into KeyShot, which is a rendering program. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's what a lot of car companies do to put their car in an environment like this without right. bringing the car actually Yeah. Out they here. just render it into yeah. the environment. Yeah. Put so light sources and few things. Yeah, yeah exactly. They choose the angle yeah. of the light and makes it look real as if you just took a yeah. photograph of uh-huh. it. So after that, then I'll um, put it all together, wrap it up, and put it in Photoshop and whatnot. Yeah. And label my process and mm-hmm. clarify my steps yeah, along the that's way. That's super cool. So, yeah. So, and, do you think that uh, this trip or anything that you learned or experienced here is going to translate over into, into your design? And Definitely. What this trip has taught me is how important it is to understand what the user needs Mm. and experiencing on a personal level what it means to research your audience i guess and you know i actually did it backwards well i guess the right way i researched my audience uh by hiking Mm -hmm. and doing things outside in the national park which gave me the idea to get to create a coat yeah so i mean it's it's a natural step I learned mm-hmm. that I really think I'll be will be valuable for me in the future. That's when awesome. I'm testing out products yeah. for other people, and I want to understand what it's like in their shoes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I love it. That's great. I'm I, glad I, you had a good first visit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're always here. I, I'm, we, I'll be back. For we're sure. spo- we're supposed to be here forever. 
As long as the United States is a country, which we also hope is forever, <laughs> we're supposed to be here. So, you know, we'll be here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm excited to come back and ex- have my next experience here. It was, yeah. it was a wonderful time, and thank you for having us. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, when Jeremy approached me last year about it, the first time, he was kind of like, do you think we get a campsite? Because ha- housing is really tight here. Yeah. Like, we don't even have enough houses for our own employees, and, uh, and so it's hard. And, but he was like, oh, well, camp, it'll be great. That's exactly what I want. Right. Because it's going to put people in a different, in that environment, um, in a different forced... headspace, um, where they're forced to use different tools, or they're forced to like make art despite physical discomfort, or right, or, or whatever. Experience it from a different, yeah, from a process. To shake things that, up. Yeah, exactly. And and I think, I mean, maybe this doesn't happen for everybody, but I definitely relate to to what you said and what other is just like being outside day after day, all day. It takes a few days, but after a few days in, you start to kind of get in a different right, right. Space. Getting used to the altitude definitely. Yeah, and that, <laughs> that definitely was probably takes the time. hardest. Did you part. have headaches or anything? I didn't have headaches. You I just, actually i I had breathing problems on the first yeah. day. Yeah. So I had to call That's it not short. Uncommon. But you know, after the second and third day, I was a hundred percent ready better. to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I went. I went climbing yesterday, yeah. and I, I didn't get. I didn't actually get to climb because it started drizzling but oh, yeah. I, I went up the hill to the climbing spot and i i just felt 100 percent better than i did monday yeah <laughs> so that's yeah. that's that's good that you recognize that um you know some people don't even realize necessarily right. and they keep right. pushing and they it just, and then they get they feel real bad right yeah i get headaches i don't any, i mean i live here but when i was first adjusting it usually takes me a couple weeks to feel like pretty right like you're in a natural yeah and, and the actual to become a some people never become 100 percent acclimatized which is really? interesting yeah quite quite a few is it people. like smokers or no it's um uh it's not really understood why number one different people adapt to altitude differently and number two this is what makes it confusing is the same person on different instances will um react very differently so you can have someone who's acclimatized a bunch and never had a problem and they're in great shape and blah, blah, you know, all the things. Yeah. And then just one trip, they'll just have huge problems. Wow. Or well, I, I had a friend. Part of that might be because they're ex- used to the extreme. It could be. One of my friends, um, yeah, I've had multiple friends who are backpackers who are just like in incredible shape. And they even went early and took the time to acclimatize. And they'd had other trips where they were fine, and it just, like, shut them down. Yeah. Like, almost to a dangerous level. I mean, so, you know, it's the, pretty interesting. The crazy thing is, is I, I think I hiked seven miles my first day, and it didn't feel like seven miles. It was, honestly, it was just the the fact that I was going uphill the whole time. Yeah. That I think it was a, it was almost a mental thing for me. Like, uh-huh. like you need to chill out, breathe a little bit more. Uh-huh. And, it's like a challenge. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I just wasn't expecting it until Jeremy said it, and I was like, "Wow, I guess I guess I really do have to let nature figure itself out." <laughs> For sure, yeah, so. I think that's one of the things that I've that's kept me loving national parks. I think, and just you know what we facilitate the the experience that we're trying to let people have, like the experience that you had, which is yeah, to have that opportunity to like experience nature as it is without control, with as little control as possible. Right. And yeah, just to to see that and 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 like you said, learn how to like embrace it, be be ready for it, 
right. be safe, be smart. And be creative. Be creative. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a huge part of it for sure. That's yeah. awesome. It was, this is a great experience and I really appreciate yeah. you having us out here again. Glad uh, to Rock hear Chalk it. Jayhawks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I'll hand the mic off. <laughs> Who else should we give the mic to? We should we should do one we should hand it off to something. All right. Somebody, one more. Ryan? Oh, okay. Group picture. <laughs> oh, the smoke. <laughs> yeah, where should we stand? Oh man! <laughs> oh, you've been chosen. You can pass it. You can't call camera shy because it's it's a microphone. That's true. We thought that that would help. I don't know. We're gonna get a group picture first, though. Can we continue, can we continue the interview during the picture? Yeah, we can do the interview during the picture. Everybody, say I mean, at the the worst thing that'll happen is I just have to. Spend a half a second edit? editing it out. So. I would never edit you out. I hope you do edit. That's the thing. <laughs> Just be really boring. <laughs> Just be really boring. Yeah, exactly. We'll cut you right out. Sorority squat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just casually holding the mic. <laughs> yeah. Work, work it, use it. Work it. Say cheese. Work. Oh. Oh. That's a Leica too, isn't it? You better be. That's a precious, precious child. No, I just nodded it. Why didn't we say right oh. here? Wow, memory card full. It was meant to be. Oh, phone picture. Am I not Nice. I think the memory on the recorder is full too. No, it's not. No, sorry. Sure? Yeah. Uh, we can only record 21 hours, 48 minutes, and 36 more seconds. Are we so being out yeah. here this long? <laughs> yeah. Turns out audio doesn't take up that much. What about the batteries? Battery space. low or something? <laughs> I've got an extra set of batteries. So. Nice Came try. What's your name again? I'm Luke. Luke. Where are you from, Luke? Madison, Wisconsin. Madison. Most beautiful place other than the Rocky Mountain National Park. Madison's pretty cool. It is. You yeah. There? I have. Uh, my two of my best friends from college both went to. Uh, University of Wisconsin Madison. I wish I could have gone there. They liked it. Yeah. Yeah, they liked it there a lot. I think the winter's not as much. No, once you're used to it, it's not too bad. Right. And it makes everywhere else feel... If you're from there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're just cold. I actually, a lot of the times, wish the winter here were colder, but less windy. Yeah. (laughs) So the winter's here. It's surprising here. A lot of times in the winter, it's above freezing. Yeah. But the wind is Mm -hmm. like... That's, that's what makes like Kansas winters almost worse than Wisconsin. Yeah. Like Wisconsin would be 10, 15 degrees yeah, colder, exactly. but like not wind. Yeah, know, I would so, like, I would gladly take like zero degrees and calm yeah. over like oh, for sure. 35 and windy. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, get like, that more on the west side of the park. They get the colder, stiller, yeah. deeper snow because then you can cross country ski. Yeah, I bet. Uh, about two years ago, Wisconsin was colder than Mars. Parts of Wisconsin. 
It's like <laughs> negative 130 degrees wind chill Oof. in like the eastern part of the state. Man, that hurts. Like you're, you go outside, like your eyelashes and yeah. your, your nose just like all freeze up. People are like, you get like boiling water and you throw it outside and it just turns yeah. to snow right away. Yep, I've done that. That's insane. I lived in Alaska for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it gets, uh, you have, it gets pretty cold. Yeah, you gotta find some ways to have fun out there. Yeah. And you can't. I like I like deep cold, but <laughs> yeah. some people hate it. Yeah, I can do it. I dig it. Yeah, Taylor doesn't like it. No? <laughs> Taylor was complaining all day today, and it was sunny and maybe 70 degrees. She's bundled up. Where you, Where's Taylor from? <laughs> in Kansas. Oh, okay. Clearwater. Yeah. She says Wichita. She likes to be a city girl. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. We're getting real. <laughs> getting real. Nice. Uh, have you been to Rocky Mountain National Park before? I have not. No. No. Okay. My mom lives in Golden though, so oh, okay. I'm in the area. So you've been I've around. Been, I've been in Colorado before. You but. go to the mountains much when mm-hmm. you're in Colorado. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you yeah. you you've been up in the mountains, just yeah. not in Rocky. Skiing. Yeah. How does uh? What do you think? I love it. It's like I didn't know what to expect on this class, but yeah, I have already like planned a trip to come back. Like with really, my friends. Yeah, we went to uh. Door County up in Wisconsin last year. We were camping like on Lake Michigan. Uh-huh. And I was just thinking about like road tripping out here with them. Like that's awesome. There's just endless things to do out here. Oh yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to be on mic? We'll pass it around. They're just waiting for it. Oh, and what kind of what kind of design do you do? I'm in uh, industrial design. Industrial, another industrial yes. designer. Yeah, and so are these two. Awesome. This is cool. Yeah, handing off the yeah Tay Tay. We'll just pass it around. Tay Tay, is that your legal name? I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's your name? Taylor. Taylor. Yep. And you're from Kansas. Mm-hmm. Where in Kansas? Clearwater, Kansas. Clearwater, Kansas. <laughs> just, you know, we probably have a lot of podcast listeners, we hope, from Kansas. Yeah. So they, they want to know. They're curious. Do you, you do industrial design as well? Yes, I do. And have you been to Rocky Mountain National Park before? I actually went on the trip last year. Oh, really? I it so much I'm taking Oh, my it gosh. Again. Yep. I'm sorry that I didn't recognize you. How has it been different this year versus last year? Um, I feel like this year the projects are a lot better. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I knew I I had more like expectations last year. I didn't really know what to do, but I came into it this time. Yeah. Wanting to do outdoor gear, which is why I came. Nice. Um, and so sleeping in the hammock, I have uh-huh. lots of ideas oh, of cool. how to improve that for camping. I bet. So. Yeah, you should. Helpful. Um, I don't know how many companies you you researched, but there's some interesting. There's like, there's a big world of hammock campers. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like people get really into it. Yeah. They which, do some stuff like they design them with, oh, yeah. with foot pockets so that you sleep um, off the bias so that you can lay flat. Oh. That's a big thing with yeah. camping hammocks. And then the other problem, as I'm sure you found out, was staying warm. Yeah. 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 yeah that's cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a neat, actually one of my, someone I went to college with like owns his own hammock camping gear company Mm -hmm. yeah i actually got inspired um polar stuff out of portland Uh they have a lot of like casual camping stuff which Mm -hmm. i kind of want to get into more because a lot of the stuff that i found for like camping with hammocks it's super expensive and like yes really specialized so yes that goes for a lot of a lot of backpacking camping gear yeah so i'm trying to do like simpler stuff that you can like add into a hammock you already have and like turn it into a tent that's really cool actually yeah yeah i think that's something that I'm, I mean, I'm not an industrial designer, but just kind of um, tangentially interested in. Because with backpacking, like, it can cost so much money yeah. to get into. And yeah. so I feel like it, 
can prohibit a lot of people just based on that and it shouldn't yeah so that's really cool yeah because last year I was like I've never really been like yeah. camping and I was like I'm nervous like what if everyone else is like has all this high-tech stuff and I've no idea what I'm doing so yeah it's been pretty interesting like yeah so do you feel that your uh your camping skills have improved since last year yeah I think they have I mean you came back so you must have yeah. liked it yeah yeah <laughs> I tried to sleep in my hammock last year, and I got way too cold and slept in the car. So this year, I only slept in the car once wow, instead of, like, cool. three times. So. That's cool that you're taking that <laughs> and making it, like, your focus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've noticed a couple, quite a few people with doing kind of different gear, like footwear, clothing, yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. it makes sense because it's your direct experience, right? Yeah. And so for this trip, I did, I want to do that for my senior thesis. So I just kind of focus on patterns uh -huh. and I would like take pictures and then create like color palettes from those mm -hmm. and then make patterns to use like for the camping gear. Nice. So that's what I focused on this week. <laughs> we got embers in the yeah. area. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll look at it in a second. What about pass the mic, getting everybody on the mic. What's up? Hi, how are you? Good. What's your name? Uh, my name's Baxter. Baxter? I'm from St. Joe, Missouri. St. Joe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nice. That's... Where on? Where is it? It's about an hour north of Kansas City. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I lived in uh, Red Oak, Iowa for okay. quite a while, so we would always drive down through, okay. sort of through that area. <laughs> so you're industrial design as well? Yes, I am. Nice. Mm -hmm. Have you been to Rocky before? No, this is my first time, actually. Really? Yes. Have you been in the mountains uh, a lot? Um... I was in the Bitterroot Valley in oh, Montana yeah. a couple, actually a couple weeks ago. Bitterroot mm -hmm. is beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Cool. So that was your kind of first yeah, kind big of first mountain trip. trip. Yeah, um, yeah, drove up with a couple friends and um, enjoyed it so much. I thought I'd sign up for another yeah. another class. And, yeah, how's this been? I uh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. What do you um, think about the park? You know, I've never been, but I I've just been blown away by the views. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, incredible. And yeah. I've been, I just awestruck about all the lakes here. Yeah, the lakes just are beautiful, amazing. and I just didn't imagine how great this place would be. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, it's been a great yeah. experience. It took me by surprise the first time I came here too. Yeah. And I've been to a lot of parks, but still, it's just there's something something about it. Just yeah. like every park, there's something yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, what have you been working on this week? Um, I kind of been taking my a step back and doing a little bit of photography, but nice. um, I kind of focused on an app mm -hmm. a little bit, um, a hiking app based on um, just looking at, you know, the types of people. And there's all different types of people come from all over the world here. And it seems like they've been um, maybe unprepared, I've uh -huh. noticed. Uh -huh. um, I saw a couple people walking up in just like sandals and without water. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, for safety reasons for park rangers, I thought it'd be nice for people to be educated about their trail that they're yeah. going on. So the app I've been kind of designing is based on um, a little bit of a, an app that's already been out there. It's mm -hmm. called All Trails, mm -hmm. but um, I took a little spin off of it, and I've kind of created um, just something that's easy to use and shows all the uh, trails around you yeah do you have it? yeah it's uh it's actually right here oh nice um just shows a pic quick picture of you know the um your hike that you're supposed to go on uh -huh. and the rating and all that kind of stuff um with 
the, most of the park not having service, that would be nice to download right. uh, a map so that mm-hmm. you know what direction to take and that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, if it's not super data heavy, then yeah, yeah, you could pre-download a bunch of stuff. And then another quick um, thing I wanted to do was like have a check-in, um, so that if you like maybe go on a serious hike, um, you know, you're gone for maybe a day or two, you could check in mm-hmm. and then check back out, and mm-hmm. make sure. You know, people know where you are if you're just by yourself. That's cool. And, you know. So if you checked in and someone, if you had like a profile page mm-hmm. or something, somehow yeah. people could see if you had checked back in or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome because that's, <laughs> that's something that we try to impress upon people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's easy to forget, but. You know, just letting always some, let somebody know where you are. Especially if you're out there by yourself. Yeah. Even here, I think like our trails are so nice. Mm-hmm. Like our trail crew does an amazing job and they're just beautiful and there's so many nice bridges and there's paved roads that it kind of gives people the impression that oh you know whatever but yeah when you're five plus miles away and we've had yeah we have people get hurt not even that far from the trail just bring an ankle maybe yeah or like you said they not just don't bring water Mm -hmm. or just you know, things that are preventable. I think people just don't know. Yeah. So that's cool that you're trying to yeah, just integrate the education able, part mm-hmm. into it. I also thought I'd maybe um, integrate uh, like a medical part aspect of it. Maybe that just the park rangers could see. Hmm. Um, whereas it like could have your medical information on it if there was a rescue Interesting. mission or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like if, it could be um, built in that you would give consent or yeah. something to, mm-hmm. to have that information mm-hmm. shared. Maybe you're diabetic or something like yeah. that. And, that's cool. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So how has uh how's been how has being out here been different for you in terms of well, I mean everything, but design. Um what kind of influence do you think that's had? It's it's been different because you're not in a studio, you don't have you know other people um it's it's been kind of just on your own this uh-huh. week in yeah. terms of um designing things, which has been nice. Yeah. Um you don't have a lot of um I don't know, people telling you what to do or that kind of stuff. And so you kind of go on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been, as a class, uh, just all over the page with projects, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, it does. Um, I wish uh, we'll get some photos from you guys after so we can post it maybe with the uh, with this uh, podcast episode. We'll put it in the, in the blog post. But, yeah, it's really, really cool stuff and, uh, like, very high production value for working in out of a campground yeah. too. I mean, we're working with uh, no Wi-Fi, yeah. um, just little to no supplies, and I mean, it turns nice, out right? great. Yeah, it actually is. One thing that always way. amazes me is um, how much more time you seem to have when you yeah. don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah, you don't have been, internet access and movies and stuff. You know, it's, it's been like, nice. To and get and away. you're waking up early because mm-hmm. it's. I don't know. Maybe there's people here who still sleep in, but. Mm, I usually am a sleeper in her, but when I'm camping, I get up. Sun wakes yeah, you up exactly. in the tent, I'm yeah. Just like, and I t- and you tend to fall asleep really early. You're so cold, you're ready to get like, up in the morning. Like, yeah, <laughs> like backpackers midnight. Yeah, when I was when I would be backpacking, would be like, oh man, late. What time is it? Eight. <laughs> you know, like in the spring when it's not quite as light as it is now. It's really light. Mm-hmm. What time is it right now? Eight thirty four and plenty of light in the sky. It's interesting, uh, uh, my, what is your fiance's cousin's husband? Anyway, he's my cousin. He's my cousin now. Um, he's from Hawaii, like born and raised and hadn't traveled a ton. 
until he started doing travel baseball. Anyway, he was here visiting in the summer, and he was just like, whoa, like the sun stays up so late. And I never thought about, I've never lived anywhere like near the equator at all. So that's pretty interesting. It is, uh, I worked up in Alaska for a while. There it's real interesting. I was in Denali. Oh, okay. And so like on the summer solstice, we just stayed up all night. I mean, you could read a book and like the darkest it got. Really? Yeah. Which was, yeah, like the sunset's at 1240 in the morning. And it comes back up at a little after three, I think. Or maybe no, earlier than that. Anyway. Yeah, it's super nice out. Yeah, that's cool. It's been interesting to hear from everybody how it's yeah. um, influenced their their design. What kind of things do you normally design? Do you normally do app development? Uh, no, it's no? not not really. Um, we've been kind of all over with our cla- um, our industrial design class back at KU. But, yeah. Um, you know, we've been doing electronics. Um, what else? Tiny homes. I mean, pull Whoa. toys. Tol- I mean, a lot of That's different really stuff. That's really cool. Shoes. But we haven't really been doing apps or um, anything like that yeah. software-wise. Yeah. So it was kind of nice to explore that. Yeah. And see yeah. what ideas I could bring. Yeah. Yeah, industrial design is something that I know, like, nothing about. But it sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I've always done flat stuff. 2D. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was. I could be graphically, in, but I'm not really. Really? Yeah. That's so. interesting. It's interesting, yeah, how, like, um, I feel like there's such such a huge range of different types of people yeah. in design and yeah. you can be effective in such different ways. Yeah. Like one of my best friends that I worked and I worked in Alaska with him, he can just draw like anything. Like he can kind of, yeah, yeah. he's just it's incredibly um, visually original and I'm not like that at all, but I'm really good at like, I'm going to come up with a structured newspaper mm-hmm. template and like the relationship between all the typography and that kind of super logical mm-hmm stuff you know um or photography where i can capture it but when i just have to put it down i'm better than that at, in music i think oh, that's really cool yeah so uh gonna come back yes definitely i don't know um about this class because i'll be graduating sure. but um i will cool. definitely be back to rocky mountain national awesome Park. and were you were you backpacking in Bitterroots at all uh no we did a, a little bit of hiking okay but nice not not yeah. a lot yeah yeah, that's kind of a, it takes a little, like we were talking about, it takes a little bit of, of gearing up. But if you ever have a chance to do that here, it's really, it's like yeah. next next uh, next experience level up in some ways. It was nice not having to worry about grizzlies or um, that's true or anything like that. It is that, very so. different here that way, yeah. Because yeah. I worked in Yellowstone and Denali and, and uh, it's a different feel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it has its pluses and minuses, I feel like. It, it makes you not worry too much about yeah. wildlife, but at no. the same time, you kind of still have to be aware of your surroundings. Yeah, like the wildlife here, uh, as long as you're intelligent about it, mm. they're not, you know. Yeah. I mean, people people sometimes aren't. Yeah. Sometimes get a little close, um, but it's nothing like, yeah, like I went backpacking in Yellowstone all the time, and it's just, you just kind of accept that at some level, even if you do everything right, you know, there's something, something out there yep. that if it chose to... You're not be, at the top of the food chain. Yeah, exactly. So it's a very different feeling. And I agree. I think <clears> that um, it just... That's part of everything that goes into giving Rocky. Like, it's beautiful and jaw-dropping, but it is also a little bit approachable. Like mm-hmm. You don't have to have the same fears. Yeah. And, it's a little more family-friendly, I, I would say. Uh-huh. Um, 
I guess less threats, but uh, there's definitely know, still things to watch out. No, for. definitely. But we, um, it's, yeah, we kind of had a little run in, maybe possibly with a black bear Ooh. that came through the camp. Yeah, we're not sure. Yeah, uh, I was uh, the only one up for it. And yeah, it. <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, um, we try really, really hard to get like really hard to get the bear message out about mm. storing your food mm. and doing everything properly. Uh, but some people still don't do it, and bears are very smart yeah. and very hungry, and so they tend to be around the campgrounds uh, sometimes. But we're 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 putting in more and more of those bear boxes, yeah. which I think are, are helping because help. mm-hmm. um, it's it's just easy. Just like put all your stuff in there. So I think we're trying to get a bear box for every campsite eventually. That'd be nice. Yeah, we got there with Aspen Glen. Okay, that's a whole interesting industrial design challenge bear cans really? i don't know if you've ever looked Mm-mm. at yeah uh so when you're backpacking um obviously there's not bear lockers mm-hmm. usually um and so you have to carry something with you the whole time to keep your food in mm-hmm. and if you're in places with trees if you know how to do it correctly you can hang, hang your food hang right yep. but like in denali like there's you're above no. tree line all the time and so yeah it's literally just like a canister oh really that you just set a hundred yards or more away from your campsite. And so it's, it is interesting to see the different designs out there. Um, like the one that I use has tabs that you push in Mm -hmm. and then it kind of lets you unscrew it. Um, and over the years they've had to keep adding tabs because there'd be very smart bears out there somewhere who have figured out like, Oh, if I bite this tooth here and this tooth here and push in here, they're super smart. Um, yeah, so there's certain areas where you're uh, here, you're required to use one, actually, mm-hmm. in the backcountry. And, uh, like, the Sierras, are, they have the, the most devious bears. So There's, like, a whole agency that tests and approves these things. And Every now and then a new, com- new one comes to market. Uh, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. interesting to see. Um, the, the one that has been really interesting is called Ursac. Okay. And it's uh, it's Kevlar. Mm. I think it's Kevlar. Maybe it's even Dyneema now. Anyway, it's like an extremely, you know, um, strong fiber. And then they try to like weave, they make a bag out of it that you put your food in. That'd be nice. So and it's then, not so bulky. Yeah, it's way mm-hmm. lighter. Um, but it, for the most part, isn't approved in places. It's not foolproof enough for a lot of agencies. So okay. there's space out there. <laughs> Something to look into. Yeah. It's, I think there's like three big, there's two major people and then there's people that make one out of, it's like carbon fiber. So it's really light, but very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have we harassed everyone we should harass? Nope. No? No. Nope. The three girls. Yeah. We haven't, we Molly, haven't Maggie harassed and Beth. you yet? They're actually one. They're, they're one? They're one group. Three is one? Come on. Yeah, come on over. Come on over. <laughs> nice. Check, check. Check, check. Check, check. Hello. How's it going? Good. Uh, why don't we introduce? You can start with yourself. Yeah. Okay. What's your name? My name is Molly. Where are you from? Uh, Minnesota. Where in Minnesota? It's called Woodbury. It's like five minutes from St. Paul. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Do you know? I just figure there'll be podcast listeners who 
know exactly where relate that is, to Minnesota. So, yeah, yes, Woodbury, to... home of the Royals. <laughs> yeah. Um, what kind of design do you specialize? In? Graphic design. Graphic design. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. All these industrial designers. I'm like, I know. That is super cool. I just, I don't know anything about it. There's four of us here. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So it's interesting to be around a bunch of ID kids because we really aren't after a freshman year. Yeah. What do you think is, I've never interacted with, uh, with uh, With ID. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) They think a lot more 3D than us. Uh They can see like physical copy a lot better than we can. It's Uh hard for us. We see pretty flat. Yeah, Digital I was. Yeah, I was just. Uh, yeah, I was just talking about that actually. Yeah. With um, Baxter. Baxter. Oh yeah. Yeah, about yeah, like, I was like, I'm in the 2D world. Yeah. <laughs> That's how my brain works. Yeah. I feel like a lot of their projects too were a lot more like practical and like mm. used, yes. where we just made cool things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, there's lots of different ways of graphic design for us in the park mm-hmm. service. For me, it's like, just how to communicate with people well. Mm-hmm. basically how do we make something that has that nice balance you know mm-hmm. of like that kind of nice tension that you always want that makes a good design but is also really clear because that's a big thing for us is that you know people are on vacation there's crazy stuff going on they're seeing all this crazy you know yeah <laughs> and and we we want to teach them stuff but we don't want to like get in the way of throw the book at them mm-hmm. so yeah kind of learning how to use design to to do that super important yeah mm-hmm. how about you What's your uh, name? My name is Maggie. Where are you from? I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, nice. Yeah. I have a cousin in Kansas. Two oh, cousins yeah. in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. And your graphic design as well? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll finish introductions and then we'll uh, Yeah, talk. I'm <laughs> I'm Beth. I'm from Wichita. Kansas. Wichita. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so we do have a lot of Kansans and some yeah. some upper Midwest people. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Minnesota. Nice. Yeah. So have any of you guys been to Rocky Mountain before? No. no, I think this is the first time no? for all of us. Yeah. yeah. You guys been in mountains before? Yeah. I've been to Colorado yeah. and yeah. other places, just never the park yeah. before. I went to Vail. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been to Estes, just never really to the park. Okay. Until yeah. So you've seen some mountain stuff. So what do you think? What do you think about Rocky? It's awesome. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with what we see every day in Lawrence. It's very flat. Yeah. <laughs> right. Geographically, a huge, yeah, huge contrast. So it's nice mm-hmm. to see everything in we went hiking a lot, especially the first day, and kind of, yeah. kind of, change. yeah. We, we <laughs> that decided, hit you, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 We decided yeah. the first like fifteen minutes yeah. are the hardest, but once you get to the destination, it's always so yeah. worth it. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, my body's especially stubborn, so for me, it's like the first one to two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> especially if it's really early. Like, uh huh. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, every yeah. time mm-hmm. once you get into it, you're like, I'm so glad I'm doing this. Yeah. This just feels so good and. Mm-hmm. And engages your mind in a different yeah. way. Yeah. How is, how is, uh, it's been interesting hearing from different people how the camping and hiking and being outside mm-hmm. all the time has affected <laughs> uh, lots of things. But yes. <laughs> um, your design, mm-hmm. how is that? What do you think the benefit has been there? How has it been, been different? Um, I mean, because a lot of people have said, like, with, and I'm the same way, I'm on the computer yes. all the yeah. time. I'm pretty mm-hmm. much in, you know, Illustrator and in design and Photoshop mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I think I was going to say, yeah, having not as much technology at your fingertips all the time was a huge thing for most of us. Mm -hmm. It's also just, I think, this week, I've, I mean, specifically in my project, and I think, I guess, in all of ours, we did a lot more, we pulled a lot more from the environment around us and Uh stuff that we don't normally see. So if I hadn't have been here, I wouldn't have known what 
this stuff looked like and I wouldn't have been inspired to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of a different environment helps you pull different ideas and things that yeah. you would never normally see. If I was in Kansas, yeah. I wouldn't be looking at the same things and making yeah. the same things. So That's that was cool. a big. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I, um, I don't know, this is my own, just my own personal pet theory, but, um, national park visitation has been going up mm-hmm. for sure. The last yeah. few years, at least like at Rocky, it has hugely, I mean, incredibly. And I think, uh, part of it for me and you guys would relate, know even more because, I'm 32, so, but I've had, you know, I had the internet and stuff for a long time, and, like, you have to be here, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, like, you have to be here and have the experience. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really translate any other way. Mm -hmm. It's not really reproducible. Even in pictures, like, it's just Exactly. So it's just, it's something that, it's cool that we have these places, Mm -hmm. like, experiences that are here set aside specifically for you to be able to, like, have a genuine experience that you can't have anywhere else that's cool mm-hmm. yeah. what about you guys how did it uh yeah i think the biggest thing is not being able to rely on outside sources ah so oh yeah having to come up with things that were yeah like personal experiences things that you are familiar with mm-hmm. and then also for me a big thing was like not being able to compare what i was doing to other things that have been done uh-huh so it's kind of figuring out a way I guess it was just not having the ability to go out yeah. there and look at what's already been done. Huh. So just I hadn't relying. even thought about that, but that is yeah. huge because, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, you know, we all do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when I'm starting a project, I'm just like, oh, I have this feel in mind. Yeah. And you start looking at references. And, then you get lost. and yeah. yeah, you kind of, like, if you had, I mean, you still come up with something mm-hmm. original, but like maybe yeah. you had had some idea before you started looking that now mm-hmm. has gotten kind of yeah. drowned out, maybe. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think. The comparison thing is huge too yeah. because I know for me, like I feel like in everything in life, like you do best when you aren't self-conscious about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. really hard when you have like the world of design yeah. and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't do this. But it's like, yeah, well, they're mm-hmm. one of the 10 best designers of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I thought like it's been a really long time since I've been told make whatever you want. Like there's no like guidelines or mm-hmm. prompt or anything and at first it was like oh my gosh like overwhelming what, what should i do yeah. i can yeah. do anything uh-huh. and like just this pressure to make something awesome yeah because you have the one week mm-hmm. sure and, and so. everyone here is so talented too and seeing everyone's together yeah. everyone around you is making really amazing stuff yeah so i agree when i looked at everything yeah there was definitely panic like well, what do i do <laughs> that's cool though like that's a good yeah you know that's a good um group dynamic yeah. i think when you have a bunch of people together who are talent or good at something yeah it makes everybody mm-hmm. kind of step their game up yeah <laughs> yeah. That's true. yeah i love a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna um try to get pictures up so we can put it on the blog oh, cool. good, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well i'm glad that you guys have had a good time yes. and yeah, that it's great. been valuable mm-hmm. do you think um there's things from this experience that'll you'll take back with you mm, yeah. getting smoked i feel like it. i'd be more likely to go visit other parks now mm-hmm. that's yeah. awesome yeah yeah that's yeah. really good i think especially aside from the design and just the camping aspect of being here none of us have ever camped for an entire week yeah so that was really that was really tough at times but <laughs> right now yeah i think the longest i've ever camped is really a night or two right. so <laughs> yeah a, one, a weekend so yeah i think it's that hours. day like three to four yeah. where yeah. the game yeah. starts yeah. to change yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 because you're like 
wait, there's nowhere for mm-hmm. me to go. Yeah. yeah. I live here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But after this, yeah. I think I'd be a lot more willing to do stuff for longer periods of That's time. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, uh, um, it's, yeah, it's like a time-based thing. You know, mm-hmm. you almost have to, you, you realize, I mean, I've done back, backpacking trips and you kind of sense this pattern where it's like, day two, day three, day yeah. four, and as you get deeper into it, you become more and more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. You get your mind in a different yeah. gear. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. we've also heard a lot of people around camp saying, like, this is the nicest campsite they've been to and, like, how all the facilities are really close and Estes is yeah. right there. So it'd be really mm-hmm. interesting to even go somewhere more remote. Oh, yeah. Where we, like, can't go actually, to Estes for Actually, showers. that's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, I've talked about this with people before, uh, like those of us who work here, mm-hmm. you know. It's very unusual to have a park of this um, size and type, Mm -hmm. but then to have like a real community right at the doorstep and then an airport an hour and a half away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because like when like when I worked in Denali and even there, there's some stuff compared, but like there's no grocery store, although I heard that they're building one, but there's no grocery (laughs) store. Um, So we would drive to Fairbanks. So it's. Mm -hmm. Uh, four and a half, five hours round trip yeah. for groceries. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so it's yeah, and so and so you're right. There's a whole there's a whole realm. Yeah. Uh, also, what I would encourage you to do there's 417 units in the National Park Service system. Wow. So there's national parks, which I think there's there's 59 or 60 of now, but then there's a whole bunch of other stuff, um, mm-hmm. and like national monuments. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. We run a lot of those. Forest Service and BLM run a lot more. There's historic sites. Um, yeah, anytime you have the chance. The job I had before this, I went to all sorts of different parks and made brochures for them. It just, so many places are really cool, even if you wouldn't think yeah. to stop there. Like um, little, little Revolutionary War battlefields and mm-hmm. Civil War battlefields. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh man, I'm blanking on the name right now. There's a, it's a Congaree, Congaree mm-hmm. National Park, which is a, a, a swamp area. Um, kind of right on the border of the Carolinas. I'm like, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And I'd never heard of it. So yeah. that's cool that you're more interested now. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah, you can go, um, if you go to findyourpark.com or if you go, uh, just search, just go to nps.gov. Like we have maps of yeah. mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. park unit. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Keep it up. Get your park <laughs> visitors. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Yeah. Our next episode will be released on Friday, August 25th. For show notes, transcriptions, and to learn more about our show, visit our homepage at go.nps.gov forward slash rmnpod. That's go.nps.gov forward slash rmnpod. The Rocky Mountain National Podcast is a product of Rocky Mountain National Park, one of 417 units of the National Park Service that preserve America's heritage for all, forever. Bye for now.